I was living my life through the lens of these expectations that I thought other people had for me. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. I appreciate you pressing play and for taking the time to listen into today's episode. It's very special. I speak with Paul Fishman, who is a self-love coach and top-rated podcast host. Um, His podcast is The Road to Self-Love, where he actually has people drive around in a car. Like, Think of Carpool karaoke, is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about, or maybe you don't. But um, he (laughs) talks to people about their personal journey to self-love, and he's had some incredible guests. So check that out. It'll be in the show notes. But a little bit more about Paul. He is a self-love coach and a you-do-you activist. He is on a mission to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally. Mm. Through the creation of his community, Self-Love On Demand, and his highly rated podcast, Paul has inspired thousands of people just like you to look inward for what matters most. I thought that this interview was awesome. Off the charts, Paul and I actually spoke for about an hour afterwards, um, just dishing on realness. And he is one that is not afraid to be vulnerable. On Instagram and on his website, he shares authentically about his journey to self-love. And having gone through it and come out the other side, I think it's so important because when someone's a coach, they can truly relate to where you are and where you're hoping to go. I do want to say that you have everything within you. So Paul is one of those catalysts that help you to recognize that. Um, We speak about why self-love can be challenging at times, some practical tips, what the true meaning of self-love actually is. I think there's this hype out there about getting your nails done or massage, and those things are really great, but it it's a deeper conversation. And so we talk about that. Um, if you are looking to give yourself more self-love, self, 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 <laughs> um, this would be a great place for you to start. Check out Paul. His website is paulfishman.love, which is super freaking awesome. It's so creative and beautiful, and you can access all the links to where he is there. And he's also very active on his Instagram. Uh, His handle is paulfishman. So check that out. Take a listen. I hope it gives you a nugget of whatever it is you're looking for. And enjoy. Okay. I want to say, first of all, even though I just gave you a ton of compliments, is I feel like, and I don't know if you identify as this, is like, you're a true artist. Do you know that? Thank you. I receive. Do you know that? Do you identify? Are you like, I'm an artist. I'm a creative. Yes. I went to, uh, I got my degree in songwriting from Berklee College of Music. Okay. So I'm a performer at heart and definitely um, identify as a creative. Okay. 
just because like when I go and explore you and like with your podcast, which is the road to self-love podcast, which is phenomenal. Um, your website is just so kitschy and fun. And like, I gotta say, I watched your video that you have on there and I don't know if a human could like watch that and not connect to it at some level. Like, I feel like we all have a level of that story in our lives that have maybe been brought on by other things. I know you had mentioned specifically like bullying, um, but like maybe your parents weren't available for you. Maybe you were abused, maybe um, whatever it is that taught you to not love yourself. I feel like there's a common thread. I always tell people, I'm like, if we all knew we were worthy, like so much in this world would change. I feel like a lot of our problems stem from feeling unworthy, which do you feel like that's connected to self-love? Oh, yes. Yes. Worthiness and um, lack of self-love go hand in hand. And it is like all of the things that I've experienced in my life and shared about just connect the dots between so many other people and things and experiences. And, and it's, it really, really solidifies me in this understanding that we are not alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when we can, the worthiness wound is a big thing and it's, mm-hmm. it's what stops us from doing what we want to do because we don't think we're worthy of having the life that we truly want. It stops us from getting, finding the relationship of our dreams because we don't think we're worthy of love. So many things. And yeah, it's, it's a big, big, big deal. This worthiness thing and lack of worthiness. Mm -hmm. So I can see how those tie together. I think like one of the things on your website that I love um, is it says like helping you. And then you have like a clicker that goes through. So essentially it's like helping you X so you can stop being scared to live your life. And so you had just mentioned it now too, is like fear that is like that voice becomes louder when you feel unworthy. Can you kind of talk more about that? Yeah. Well, so fear in itself is a baseline emotion. So there's, there's lots of stuff that like within fear that we can talk about. But when it comes to self-love, I really think that a big fear is fear of failure. Mm-hmm. We're so terrified. This is what 99.9% of my clients say when I have a, a preliminary call with them or it comes up during coaching. Well, why are you so scared to love yourself? Well, what if I don't do it right? What if I fail? You know, we we're in this society where we're pushed to share so much about ourselves, whether it's on social media or just with our friends and family, like privacy isn't really a thing anymore unless you're just like disconnected and we want connection. So we dive into social media and we dive into all these types of things. So when it comes to this journey of self-love and moving through that fear it's almost like we have to keep it to ourselves. Like, hey, I'm on a journey to love myself. Hmm. Because the second that we put it out into the open, we get terrified what people are going to think if we don't get it right or we stop loving ourselves or it, it looks different than theirs. I had a, one client who uh, the, the average timeline to wait for someone to have to be like in my stratosphere before they have the courage, either like we were talking before to even like comment or direct message me mm-hmm. or um, sign up for a program is like 12 to 24 months. 
that it takes. And this is just the average that I've kind of noticed. I'm like, so how long have you been following me? I've been following you since you were on that one podcast. And I was like, oh, that was two years ago, you know? And so basically what they always say is, well, I was so scared to reach out to you, Paul, because I was worried that for for self-love to actually work, it had to look like your self-love journey. And my journey was very tumultuous. Yeah, yeah. So we're always stuck in this like comparison mode yeah. and deciding that we have to, it has to look a certain way and feel a certain way for it to be successful. Yeah. So on one side, we have the fear of failure. And then on the other side, we have the fear of success, which I think is also something that a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of say that that's like the hump that I'm trying or doing my best to get over right now is that fear of success because we've never experienced the success that we dream of because there are dreams mm-hmm. and what would happen if we went after it well we could potentially fail right or we could actually have it but we don't know what the success looks like we know what failure looks like because you're actually experiencing it right here and now because you're not actually doing the thing right right how do you so you bring up something really interesting around the fear why when we look at our dreams why do you think we associate that it's going to be the fear like that it's not going to work out why is that the default well i think there's so many different reasons but what what hits me first is just it's conditioning it's yeah. a conditioned belief from society from our parents from our friends and family and people we look up to that life is hard and that you can't get what you want and you know all of these cliches that have just really rooted themselves in the the foundation of human society is that life is hard you know um you you can't enjoy what you do you have to suffer so much to see any success i was talking to my dad yesterday even and he was like you know i worked really hard it was really hard to build what i have right now and i'm thinking okay, that's been conditioned within me. And really, I find the most success when I am barely working and just having so much fun. And it's the points where I'm just like pushing myself and doing these things that I think I'm supposed to do. Right. A lot of my life is I let it before I had this big awakening and still I fall back into it sometimes. I was living my life through the lens of these expectations that I thought other people had for me, right. that I had to suffer, that you know I had to work 40 hours a week to just enjoy the weekend. Yeah. And I have to share that I enjoy the week more than the weekends because I love what I do. Right. And I take the time off, but it's just like, what am I doing here? Sitting and watching TV, you know, or it's just like there, there's so much more to life than sitting scared of our dreams and what they'll ha- what will happen when we actually have them. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that a ton. I'm like, a rec- I don't like to like use this as an identity. It's part of my past. I'm like a recovering workaholic and in corporate, especially I was very valued because I worked super, super hard. I could outwork anyone right mm-hmm. at the detriment of my health, well-being, relationships, w- major unworthiness issues. Right. And it's something I'm still going to work on for the rest of my life, for sure. Mm -hmm. But what I found is once I slowed down and thought about who I was being versus what I was doing, things started to shift 
and I got results. And this sounds like it was overnight. And those of you that listen to the podcast know that that's not the case. It took uh, effort in a different way. But now I struggle is how when you came to find how to identify self-love within you and you're like, okay, it's these mantras, it's these practices, it's these meditations. I want to share this with the world. And that's how I am with what I know now of like, you can't there. It's not either or it's, and you can love what you do and make money and have good relationships and be healthy. And even as I say this, there's something inside of me, this old pattern that's like, Oh, don't like, don't tell people that because then they're going to go, Oh no, no behind closed doors. Something's not right with her. There's some limiting belief that everybody has that this isn't possible. And it's like, just question maybe like, why do you think we're here? Do you really think we're here to struggle and write emails and like respond to DMs? Like you really think that's why we're here? The bigger picture why we're here is to experience joy and create joy. And you can't do that when you're pushing and forcing and struggling. But like, I don't know, it's just hard because I want to share this message with everyone that I know now but then the minute I do, I almost feel my fear is that like it's going to be taken away and the proof will be gone because the reason like I'm able to express it to other people is to be like, well, look, like I have it. I can show you that this is possible so that you can do it, too. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but essentially just stating that I recognize where you're coming from in that fear of success, because like I just think we're taught to fear like, that is just the nature of reality. And it's really unfortunate. Like, who could you be if you weren't afraid? Right. Well, well, and at the same time, it's also like a primal thing. You know, our reptilian brain, the brain that uh, is is over 2000 years old, like we operate more often than not in that fight or flight mentality. So even though we don't have to run from a saber toothed tiger anymore, our brain takes it to that level where we're scared of dying when we post something on Instagram and someone doesn't like it, a stranger doesn't like it, or it elicits a response that we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's just like, oh my gosh, my world is crumbling, it's over. Right. And and that's the thing about just life and the journey. And, and what you said about self-love, for me, it's really important to define self-love because mm-hmm. self-love has really, really been, I think, messed up in the the by the hands of the media like a lot of things that are really valuable have been self-love if we look at the word it's two words with a hyphen in between i don't personally love to use the hyphen because it's not as cute it's not an aesthetic vibe as we're talking about me being an artist you're artist yeah so that's why we capitalize self-love so then autocorrect doesn't say hey you've got it all wrong (laughs) um but i believe that self you know if we look up the definition of self it's the individual Mm-hmm. And love is devotion. So when you're operating from self-love, you're mm-hmm. operating from a place of the devotion to your individuality. And newsflash, you are the only you there is on this planet. No one else is like you, period. Mm-hmm. There, You can have a, an identical twin. They are different than you. So right. what we run into issues, we run into problems, we start trying to be like other people. Right. We start trying to... Um, 
you know, we, we get these role models and we decide that they are better than us and therefore we have to be like them to be successful. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the truth. And that's getting you further away from actually being successful. You know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, Paul, I just don't know what my purpose is. I've been at this job for so long. I have a mom or I have family. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I say, hold on. What if I told you that it's not that deep, that your purpose is just to be you? Mm-hmm. And this is a lot of people are just like, wait, be me? Who, what? A, wait. And then they have a panic attack. So like, I don't even know who I am to right. be able to even understand what it means to be me. And right. that's why, you know, in my programs and in my coaching ser- um, sessions, I'm always trying to get underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so you bring up two really good points. It's the first one is like when you look to someone else and you idolize them or you try and be like them, you're literally giving your power away. And you're saying that someone outside of you or something outside of you holds the power to tell you what's right versus wrong versus yourself, which couldn't be further from the truth. And then I think when it comes to your purpose, I feel personally that it's less about what you're doing and it's more about how you're doing it because to your point and you've nailed it on the head. I don't have that language around it, but it's almost like when you are being your individual self and you're showing up as you, no one can do the work that Paul Fishman does the way that Paul Fishman does. Like, even if I took the exact rubric of how you run your business, it would be different because it'd be done by Morgan King. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's less, I think, we go on these searches, soul searching, and I think that's really important to do. But um, a lot of times we can't find happiness in what we're doing, and it's because we're not doing it authentically as to who we are. We're doing it based upon like what society tells us to do or what the job description itself tells you to do. Um, and it's very like risk averse, like you're staying safe and having that sense of control. So I think that's really interesting. Something like bringing up this authenticity, which I feel like is such an overused word. And there's like this safe way of doing it now, especially on social media, where you can be like, I'm authentic, but I'm still going to like stay a little bit safe. So people don't think I'm too weird or that like this is too out there. And you really, you draw a line on that. And I, I commend you for it. I mentioned it even before the podcast started is like, you have this platform and perception of who you are. And I still think it's more true than ever. It's just like this really successful self-love coach and a, what is success? How do you define success? Is it making money? No, it's changing people's lives or contributing or being your authentic self or being joyful. But I think you've been really honest and transparent and saying like, Hey, you might think X about me, but here's the reality. And I just think that's so amazing because you're more vulnerable with strangers than most people are with themselves. Hmm. Like that is extraordinary. And like, just tell me like what you think about this and how you got there and like where you got the strength and courage to finally be like, you know what? Like I'm done being the Paul that you think I am. Like here's who I am. Like, where did that come from? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's been like the cyclical journey for me because whenever I think I'm there, like I'm at the, this is really who Paul is. The universe is just like <laughs> close, but no cigar. Like there's there's further to go, right? But and isn't that was, hold on one sec? Isn't that always like you're never done growing? Oh yeah. So maybe yeah. you I are mean, there. 
<laughs> at this and that's very moment, yeah. 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 Right, go ahead. Sorry it, for interrupting. No, 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 no. Listen, this is what <laughs> life is about in conversation. Um, as as we understand, I'm very go with the flow here. You are so I, chill. <laughs> my belief is that like everything that's meant to be said will be said, and every word that runs through the airwaves into your body as the listener, your body as the interviewer, and mine as the interviewee is exactly divinely as it's meant. So for me to get upset about someone interrupting is just like, oh, it's such a disservice and such a waste of energy. So anyway, um, just a, a note to self and note to everyone who's listening. Just, just FYI, that was meant for you. If you're just like, why does he know me so well? I get this a lot. People are like, why are you in my head, sir? I don't even know you. And I'm just like, <laughs> You're like, I'm I, uh, your voice in there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's, uh, it's, um, we were talking about the need, my need for an assistant and I do have like a pseudo assistant, like a, a, a girl that I'm trading coaching with. She like edits some of my, my, she edits the podcast a little bit and helps me out with that. And she messes every after, after every episode, she goes, Paul, why do you just know me so well? Like, what a gift you have. That's amazing. <laughs> she also asked me, like, how do I know some of the things I know? And I I, I said, Keith is between us. And now, of course, I'm sharing it with the world. And I say, <laughs> honestly, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just like a lot of this stuff is just like, it's my gift to be able to speak into things that um, are very complex in a way that makes them easy to digest, easy to understand, and easy to heal and fix. Because it's, you know, I have no ego in the my actual work. I do have a little ego stuck in social media. But when it comes to my actual work, like when I'm working with a client, mm-hmm. you know, they've already invested in me. I already feel safe in that connection. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to me having to get things right or wrong, I don't have the need to do that. I just have the need to show up how they need me to. And yeah. this can be really challenging for a lot of people to... Right really um stomach because basically what i'm saying is like i'm not your guru like i'm not your healer here you are your own i'm just a mirror for you and that's what i do really really well so getting back to your question about the vulnerability piece and just openly sharing i had no other choice morgan like i was spiraling and the only way like I, I have a husband who's very much like, you know, he has a legal background. He's very much like, well, if you do X, you get Y. And for me, it's like, if you do X, you get all the letters of the alphabet and numbers and colors of the rainbow. Like for me, I really have to have these processes and he doesn't have the patience to listen through that. Cause sometimes it sounds like the same thing over and over again. So where do I go to process? I go to process on social media mm-hmm. and, or on my podcast, you know, every Thursday I released a self love solo cast. And mm-hmm. it feels to me sometimes like, I'm like, why are more people listening to these episodes than the interviews with people like the skinny confidential and the birds papaya? Oh, it's because they want to hear that they're not alone in this, mm-hmm. this, you know, like struggle. So right. Um, cause we, we connect to that struggle. So I just, I, I had to say something and, and have to every single day. And I haven't really had much to say recently. And I think that that's like something really important to notice as well, especially if you're listening to this and being like, gosh, I just wish that I had something to say on social media. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have anything to say and it's oh, better yeah. not to say anything than to force it. 
Yeah. Like making sure it's aligned and mm -hmm. you're not coming. Yeah. You're not coming from a place of force. Like even with this, I have no, cause I, again, it's like a passion project. I put effort definitely into it, but it's not, if I'm not feeling it, I just don't record one that week. I'm just like, okay, nothing's coming through. And something really interesting. Um, I just thought of while you were speaking there about like, you, you just had no other choice is I think it's just so important to normalize that no matter what you think someone has or is or whatever, like we're all human beings and we're going through similar things at varying, um, like what's the type of word I'm trying to say here? Like it's, hold on, let me just gather my thoughts. So we're all going through the same things just at varying degrees. And it's all relative to what you've gone through in your life. So your struggle that you've gone through is like when I've heard it, the story before I've heard the impact of it and what you've been able to overcome and then teach others is like, that's your journey. And I can look at that and say, wow, that's really like, that was a lot that you went through. But then I also have my story and that other person has their story. And the more that we share it, the more that we normalize it, we start to recognize that yes, there's varying degrees. And like I said, it's all relative based on what you've already experienced in your life. But how beautiful that would be to have that like different standard of life. Cause even if I have like societal success, so I make money, I like my job, I'm healthy, et cetera. I still have spouts of very, very, very deep depression, very, very, very deep, very scary. And I think like being open and sharing that with other people is like, there is no there in terms of top of the mountain, like the there is now. And if you can find happiness and joy and fulfillment through your struggle, through maybe on your path to a, a successful life, like that's what it's all about because the milestones are just these very brief moments. And if you can't experience joy in the journey, like you miss your whole life. Mm -hmm. They're so forgettable. Like the, the and the, whose milestones are they? Are they your milestones or are they your parents' milestones? Or are they society's milestones? Mm -hmm. Like who do they actually belong to? Um, before before you and I had this uh, recording, I'm in the second week of my new program, Date Yourself, which is all about using self-love to manifest the relationship of your dreams. And um, today's uh, workshop was all about swiping right on yourself. And mm -hmm. we created a dating profile for ourselves if we were to be filling it out to attract ourselves mm. and we i asked all of these questions just like open-ended questions uh, like uh you know what's the one thing that you really want to do that you're not doing in your life why is that you know and i said and we took a minute to fill it out because i really wanted them to to go with their gut what came first right and then the second half another minute to read it, take it in and decide if that really is your answer or if it's the safe answer or someone else's answer. Hmm. And so many of us, like, it was just like, there were very simple questions that I was asking, but watching all the people's faces while they were like stumped. And I'm just like, it's so wild to me. And also makes a lot of sense that there are so many things that we haven't looked at ourselves. We look for validation from every single other person in the room about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, I'm the first to admit that like validation, external validation is very important to me. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's, I don't know if it's something that I will ever be able to completely shake because it's rooted in my DNA. It's what I love. You know, ever since I was a little boy, I love to perform and we perform to receive that validation with the claps or the cheers or now in social media, it's the likes or the shares or the comments, right? So it's like we're very set up in this performative life where we're looking for validation from others. So mm -hmm. I, I'm at the point where I'm just like, y'all listen. I'm teaching what I need the most. Let's be real, you know, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's I'm always learning every single day when someone asks me a question and I get to answer it. That's also an answer that I get to embody. Right. And we get so stuck in trying to impress other people and trying to do life like everyone else. And and my hope for you, whoever's listening to this, is that you take a second today and look at your life and really acknowledge whether it's the one that you're actually excited to live mm -hmm. and if it isn't first of all great noticing Second right of all, awareness yeah there's no shame in that game you, right. you were doing what you had to do to survive on some yeah. level yeah so now instead of saying well i've got to change everything which right. is what i um, referred to a while ago my client when we got on the phone, she said, well, I thought that I would have to leave my relationship, move across country back in with my parents, quit the job of my dreams that I thought was the job of my dreams and to accomplish self-love. And it's like, no, 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 That was my journey. You know, those are the extremes that I had to go through. Yours might be different. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I just think it's really um, funny because this particular person, like we worked together like two years ago. And I just found out that they're like leaving the relationship that they were in, like at the time. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, like maybe it, it could be a, I could just be taking it way too far, but I just think it's really interesting that we're scared to, of these things that maybe the things we actually truly want, but aren't, aren't capable of acknowledging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of good points. I feel like, when specifically talking about success and like, what does it look like to you? I think a great question is like, how does that, like once you've achieved the pinnacle of what success looks like to you, like, how does your life look? Like what's happening? How many clients do you have? Like how much money do you have? Is it time? Is it maybe taking all those results away? And again, just focusing more on the journey. Like what does your day look like? Mm -hmm. Like what does it look like from when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night? And I think working backwards from that, then you'll be aligned and bring in the money, the clients, all those things versus like just focusing on the results. Cause I was more into external validation. And then I started putting too much weight on that. And especially in a business that's so vulnerable, real estate, I could have four clients that want to put in an offer one day and then they all change their mind. And that's a difference of like multiple six figures in uh, commission. And if I allowed that to be the decision maker and if I was like either deemed worthy or like felt happy or gave it power in any way, shape or form, I'd be all over the place all the time. So I learned really quickly to like that no matter what happens, like I'm still the strong foundation. These are all cherries on top of the Sunday. They're all great things, but if they don't happen, cool. If they do happen, cool. And like coming from that place. Um, so one other question I wanted to ask you, well, I have a couple more, but in specific to what you were just stating is like this, like 
everyone's journey looks different and how she felt so almost overwhelmed of like, okay, so now I want to start this self-love journey, but now I have to upheaval my entire life. And I think there's certain practices that you can do on the daily, but I've also found too, is like when I'm really depressed or I'm like not in self-love mode, I'm like anti-self-love to Morgan. It's challenging for me to do those practices and get anything out of them. So when a train's going 800 miles an hour this way, you can't just like turn it around and go 800 miles an hour this way. So I'd read affirmations and it would almost make me feel worse because I'd be like, wow, I can't even, these don't even work. They don't make me feel good. So maybe like a practical thought here is, do you have any um, practices that someone can do or adapt or like, what would you say to someone if they are feeling the anti-self-love and they want to get back on that journey, but nothing seems to be working? Yeah. Well, just notice where you're making yourself wrong because, you know, for your example where um, oh, I got to get myself off of this. I, mm. I really need to stop feeling this way. It doesn't feel good for me. Oh, so I'm going to go read affirmations, but that's making me feel worse. Oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I'm the worst. It's the blah, 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 all that stuff that goes on in your head. Right. That feeling, that emotion that was happening for you, there was something to, to learn underneath that, mm -hmm. that by saying, I got to turn it off. I got to go read the affirmations. You're not willing to learn or you're avoiding. Yeah. So this happens a lot in life, right? Where I'll, I'll give myself as an example. And I just had a massive breakthrough a couple of days ago. And um, it's my responsibility, but it's also all of your responsibility to keep me accountable in remind, remembering this, okay? <laughs> I have been trying for the entirety of my self-love coaching business, which is coming up on three years full-time. Wow. I have been trying to make my business look like someone else's from day one, because I had this, like this visceral um, reaction to the career that I had before I was in fitness. And I had this, this, as I call an Oprah aha moment while I was sitting on the floor with a client who was stretching. And she says to me, Paul, I just need to lose three more pounds and the guy that I'm dating will finally love me the way that I love him. Mm -hmm. And at, yeah. I was like, and you say like, oh, but so many of us no, have like, those oh, thoughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? So there I am. I have like this video montage of all of the clients that I've ever worked with who are all doing it for external validation. So I'm just like, I want to figure out how we can get underneath that and create a foundation of self-love because the cold, hard truth is that if you are not doing it for you, the transformation is going to stick. The weight isn't going to stay off. You're not going to find success. It, you might have a little bit, but it's going to be fleeting. Mm -hmm. And unless you do it for yourself, it's not going to bring you joy. And this is really challenging for a lot of people to hear because it sounds selfish. It sounds selfish to say, well, I want to have a career that I want to do, not a career that helps me make money and yada, 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 all that stuff that we've been conditioned to believe a career has to be. Mm -hmm. So here I was with this, this idea. And then I also believe that everything happens as it's meant to. And I was meant to journey down that path so I could have this breakthrough and then connect with so many more people because of it. But I maybe a few days later heard my first business coach on a podcast. I heard his story and I was like, yep, I need to hire him, hired him. And instantly 
well, not instantly, within two weeks of working with him was just like, well, I just spent $5,000 on something that is not aligned with me at all. But because I had spent that money, I was like, but I got to make it work. I got to do it. You know, and I run into this issue with clients who have like a very expensive degree in like law or medicine who like don't want to do that. But they're just like, I'm paying all of this debt and I right. don't want to do it anymore. There's this guilt and shame. So there I was experiencing it as it was flowing through me. And I spent, I've spent probably $30,000 on different business coaches, mm -hmm. all teaching me how to do it in a way that does not work for me time and time again, mm -hmm. regardless of how much money I spent on Facebook ads or how amazing the lead generator is, it never works. Mm -hmm. And I used to think of that as failure. And now what I know to be true is it's not failure. It was just a teacher that I was unfucking willing yeah. self-love is uncensored, by the way, yeah. to, um, to, to notice and look at that. I had to stop trying to be like these people. And the second I did that, like the second, um, uh, what I shared with you, I signed two one-on-one -on -one clients back to back on the same day. Mm -hmm. And really because I got onto Instagram live at 10 30 PM at night, a bunch of people signed on, which was wild in the first place. Cause I feel like no one ever watches my Instagram lives. And I was just talking about how I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent the next day and how I was really stressed out because I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm, it feels all wrong to me. Mm. And then someone was like, wow, I'm, it's so cool how you can communicate so well. I wish I could communicate like you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, well, this is the reason why you can't communicate. And they were like, how did you know me? How do you know me so well? And then they DM me and they're like, I want to work with you. And then we get on the phone tomorrow and we sign up the next day and we sign a four month one-on-one -on -one coaching contract. And it's like, and then I, but I tend to always forget that. Like that was so easy, Morgan, but I make it so hard for myself. What was I doing all last night? I was rewriting a sales page for a course that I led that I'm now offering as invest what you can, because like, I'm like, please just pay me a dollar for this program that I know you're going to need so badly, you right. know, and, and yes, it's like, I love the creative side and there, you know, of course I was avoiding planning for my actual program today. I felt stuck. So I was like, well, let me just do something different. That feels like it's an, a bonus ad, but people aren't willing to spend $29 on it. They're not going to spend a dollar on it. Like that's, right. that's, and, um, but what I know to be true is that when I was with my dad, he was like, son, I think you're doing it all wrong. I think you just have to call everyone out for being cheap and unwilling to invest in themselves and just say, you know what, if you're not willing to invest, you know, anything, I'm going to give it to you for free and then you can pay me afterwards. I'm like, that's not really how it works, but because, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks dad. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, well, why not try it? You know, what have I got to lose? Right. More importantly, what do I have to gain? And while I was doing it, I realized that it's, you know, it's, it doesn't, having people join my courses after the fact, like it's fine. It, it doesn't bring me joy. What brings me joy is real life conversations, answering questions. That's why I love TikTok is because people can ask a question and then you can reply to the question with a video. And that's just like a dream come true for me. Uh, and I just really, all I want to do is sit and answer questions all day for people. Like yeah. that's what fills me up Yeah. because I can, 
I can just see, I hear, that's my gift. I can listen mm -hmm. into it and respond in the way you need to respond. And I have the gift of be, I think it's a gift because I'm gay. I can be like sassy, mean, and like cold, cold hearted, all in like this warm, I love you so much girlfriend type of bow. And um, people were like, I feel attacked, but this is also very wholesome. I feel, I mean, I haven't gotten the, the aggressiveness yet, but I love your like spunky. I love your energy. It's amazing. That was beautiful. I feel like I got from that. It's like a thing about it is a lot of grace. I think I can give myself that for a solid week. And then after I'm not like my Morgan, the Morgan I want to be, I'm like, all right, what the hell's going on here? Like, girl, I just gave you a week of depression, sadness. Like I let you do whatever needed you needed to do. And like, we're still here. And then the hate, like that kind of stuff comes in. I also think too, just taking on like you following your true north and your purpose is like the, the most selfless thing you can do because when you honor yourself, you bring forth the best version of you for this world. And I think like anybody asking you to be anything else, like is only them projecting onto to you what they aren't doing for themselves. Oh my goodness. I have a great story yes, please. about that statement. So yesterday, again, I, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself when I'm with my dad because there is a lot of Jay Fishman and Paul Fishman and it's like the, the worst but best thing ever. And, um, you know, he was telling the story about when he was really young, he loved to play the clarinet, but he wasn't that good at playing the clarinet. But he always dreamt of being like a musician, a star, an artist. Mm -hmm. And his music teacher told his parents to stop wasting money on the the classes because he was never gonna get it. He was never gonna be good. And and uh, as a little boy, I was just always performing, always singing, have that natural gift. And he he said, you know, a lot of times I would look at you, son, when you were very little, dancing and singing and performing effortlessly, and I'd say, man, if I had that type of talent, I would go and I would just blow this world up and do amazing magical things. And it was so hard for me to watch you not do those things and be scared to, to, to live your truth. And I was like, that's really interesting, dad, because, um, you don't remember all the times you like made fun of me for performing. You fell asleep during my shows. You didn't come to my performances. You boycotted my creativity and made me feel wrong for it. Mm. because it's yeah. very clear because that's what you wanted for yourself. And if you couldn't have it, I couldn't have it either. And I said this to him because we've in a, in our um, adult relationship have committed to ruthless honesty with each other. Um, I, when I, he said that, when I said that to him, he was like a little shocked. He didn't have a response because um, I think it's kind of a, a cop out, but he says, if you're talking about the past, I'm just going to listen. I'm not going to respond because I did the best that I could. And I was like, okay, I hear that, you know, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fine. You know, I think, I think that that's at least he's willing to listen and then yeah. not respond defensively. Yeah. There's always two sides to a story. Right. Right. Well, projecting is like a thing. I feel like a lot of us do. And it's mm -hmm. like, I use the analogy all the time about um, the turtle and the giraffe. You know this one? Mm -hmm. Okay. For anybody listening, I've literally talked about it probably 30 times on every episode. I probably bring it up, but it's this idea that 
But Turtle has their own perspective of the world, right? They can't see the top of buildings. They can only see like the ground and the grass around them. Their perspective is very unique. And also a giraffe has a completely different perspective. I'm talking about what they see, how they view the world, which is your perspective based on your thoughts and beliefs. And the giraffe, if they lower their head to meet the turtle at their perspective, they will literally die because the blood will rush to their head. It's this idea of if you're a big dreamer, if you have big goals, big things that you want to achieve in this world and you tell other people, which first, like, be protective of who you share that with because it can be challenging if people don't believe in you. But if you have those big beliefs and you try and give them to someone who doesn't and they stay small, you are threatening them and you are scaring the thought that they aren't going for it. They want to stay safe. They want to stay small. And when you say, I'm going to go do this big thing, they're like, wait, 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 no, no, no. you got to stay small with me because otherwise I have no excuse. If you go off and do that and be successful, then what's my excuse? You're, you, you're the proof. So you got to stay small with me. So it's just a good like life lesson and thing to, to use to your advantage of like everyone is projecting if they, um, in most cases, have like a negative thought towards you. It has nothing to do with you at all. Um, easier said than done for sure. Um, okay. I kind of want to wrap this up. Cause like I said, I feel like this podcast could be like four hours long. <laughs> I think we're almost at an hour already. Um, but something that I always ask when I have a guest, um, when I do an interview is from Oprah's super soul conversations. I don't know if you listen to her podcast, but it is really good. Um, what do you know for sure, Paul? What I know for sure is that I'm a human and I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to be doing my best every single day and that it brings me the most joy when I'm in service and also the most success when I'm in service. Mm. Yep. We're all human. Give yourself some grace. You get anything what from this episode. you know for sure, Morgan? <laughs> When I answered this the first time, I said that I know nothing um, because I feel like, like to your point when you were saying, when you're like, I've arrived, I'm finally the Paul that I've always known that I was. The universe is like, no, no, there's more, there's more. I feel like that's me. Is like, I get there and I'm like, all right, I've arrived. I'm at the top of the mountain. And then like, I get a slap across the face in the best of ways. Um what do I know for sure that the only thing that's real is love. Mm. Everything else is an illusion, mm-hmm. but we won't go there today. <laughs> um, okay. Where can people find you? I know it's weird yeah. language, but that's just what we say. Totally. So uh, a couple of places, if you want longer form stuff, you can head to my podcast, the road to self love. Mm-hmm. Um, I release two episodes a week. One is an interview style where my guests join me in the car, literally and figuratively on the road to self-love. And the other is a self-love solo cast. And then uh, you can find me on Instagram at Paul Fishman, uh, TikTok, Paul.Fishman, and paulfishman.love is my website. That's so epic. I love that you have that as your website. Um, Well, thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate you being here today. My pleasure. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. 
We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.